and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? Hello, boys! I'm back! <laughs> um, I, I really thought you were going to go a different way and be like... like welcome to, to Earth? Yeah, welcome to Earth or like... Welcome to Earth is my, num- my number two choice, but it's hard to get the punch across in, in podcast. Or, or you could have been like, should have gone to the barbecue or whatever Will Smith said. Like one of his like thousand one-liners in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean that's a, that's one to go with. It's probably, you know, that's a, that's a good one. It's the most fun to say is really why I picked it. Yeah. Um, if, I'm be- if I'm being honest. I mean, you could also go with, you know, today we celebrate uh independence day i my my third choice was all right you alien assholes in the words of my generation up yours man you just love randy quaid huh i oh i love the guy (laughs) i I would love to meet him in a hotel room and help him like steal shit and run away and hide in a motel and do meth with him for a week (laughs) that's what i I think of when i think of randy quaid oh oh oh, and christmas vacation Of, of course i mean i think that's what I mean, that, that's probably what he's most famous for, right? Yeah. That in this movie. Um, well, yeah, we're talking about Independence Day. For, indi- I'm, I'm, I'm reading it as ID4, and I, I was going to say Independence Day 4, but it's, uh, it's just Ow. Independence Day, not, not the fourth one. Um, but uh, we're, we're, we're a little late. We didn't do this before 4th of July, so we're talking about yeah, it yeah. You know, a couple days after 4th of July. But, you know, it's still July, and we're still, we're still very patriotic right now. Um, and so, yeah. Hell um, yeah. How was your 4th of July, Adam? It was good. Um, we actually decided to celebrate on the 5th for two reasons. Uh, the first is we could avoid all the traffic in the Bay Area. We drove up to Point Reyes, which is this beautiful beach, um, maybe an hour and a half north of us that's also very secluded. It's just gorgeous white sand. It's always very clean. There's no one there. We took our dog and had a nice little day. Um, and the second reason we decided to celebrate on July 5th was because it marked exactly one year since I broke my femur on your boat. That's that's correct. When you were coming, to, when you came to Spokane to celebrate kind of the 4th of July weekend with us. And uh, yeah, that that was a one. That is a, a good anniversary to, to celebrate. The, the day you broke the biggest bone in your body. And then we're not talking about that one. Yeah, second biggest. But anyway, um, yeah, so it was a good day for me. I felt good. It had been a year. I'm fully recovered. You know, I, I'm doing well. And it just, I don't know, happy 4th of July, buddy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. We, um, what we did on the 4th is what we always do on 4th of July weekend was we do our annual Pointer Olympics at our Lake Cabin. They, they take friends out there and break their femurs. Exactly. It's someone... It's someone new every year. It was my turn last year. Who knows will be this year? Yeah, we we got away with no broken bones this year, thank God. Um, and so, yeah, it was and it was low key this year. We didn't have many. We didn't have any friends actually. We it was just it was limited to family. And since the uh, since the COVID is so rampant going on right now, we wanted to keep it as low key as possible. And so, yeah, it was fun. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, and and we got and we got fireworks at the lake and didn't have to go anywhere for those and yeah it was nice to just have an, a, a chilled out weekend with my with my brothers but uh yeah but and speaking of the Fourth of July and Independence Day that's what we're talking about today the 1996 summer blockbuster Will Smith epic Independence Day ow ow 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would say this is probably one of the the biggest summer blockbusters of my gener of my of the '90s and of my childhood. Um, I oh, have to say. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. In in the litany of summer block summer blockbusters, like this is what kind of started it, or not started it, but you know, it was around the '90s where like this is. This is what everybody waited for in the summer. Going to the going to an AC theater and watching, you know, some disaster movie or some, you know, dinosaurs or a twister or whatever, what have you. Uh, and so, and in, and we got Independence Day. And what year did we get that? We got it in ninety six. Ninety six, June twenty fifth, nineteen ninety six. Oh, actually, we got it July third. Um, July third. Yeah, open up. Open on Independence Day weekend. That 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 makes sense. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, distributed by 20th Century Fox, uh, directed by Ro- Ronald Roland. It's I imagine it's Roland Roland Emmerich. Roland. Um, and you know, starring Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Judd Hirsch, Randy Quaid, and you know Harvey Fein- Firstine. So. Uh, who I don't know why he's building this. He's like in the movie for literally 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was, you know, we'll give a, give a brief synopsis, but I, I guess we'll talk about this, all this, but uh, I would say this is, is it at the time, was this cast really star studded or was it just, was Will Smith just becoming Will Smith? Because I mean, this is Will, be- S- Will Smith. A great question. Yeah, go That's ahead. That's a great question. Answer it. Will Will Smith was uber popular due to Fresh Prince of Bel Air at the time. He had done a couple other movies, I think, like smaller movies. Like I think he did one drama, but this was that was. I, I'm pretty sure this was like his first big A list. I'm the star, and it's going to make a hundred million dollar movie. But Will Smith was ascending, that's for sure. And this this just kind of marked his arrival. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So the 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 summer before he did Bad Boys, and I think that's probably what I mean. He probably had Independence Day in the works before, when he was doing Bad Boys. But uh, yeah, it was really like Bad Boys yeah. came out the year before, and that is of course you know um, Michael Bay's what what made Michael Bay famous, and. Um, and then he went on to do, I mean, hit, the hits that Will Smith did in 95, 96, 97, 98, 99 are, it, are crazy. It goes Bad Boys, Independence Day, Men in Black, Enemy of the State, and then Wild Wild West. And, uh, um, uh, you should have stopped it. I, I, I mean, Wild Wild West was 99. So, like, that was like, so he did five years of, you know, probably the high, highest grossing movies of the, of the year. So, um, and probably ending with Wild Wild West was probably not the best movie, but then he started getting into his, you know, that's when he started doing his more, you know, acting type of movies like Legend of Bagger Vance and then Ollie, which he was, I believe he was nominated for, but, um, I, I hated Ollie on a quick aside. There's like no boxing in it. There's yeah. like no boxing. It's, and it's like, I, it's so long. It's like nine hours long. And there's like two minutes of boxing at the very end <laughs> that I fell asleep before yeah. I even got there. And I, of course, love Legend of Bagger fans um, because I'm, I love golf. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this was, this was, you know, at the, this is, we're getting Will Smith at his young, you know, when he's young and uh, yeah, and we got, and we got, Jeff Goldblum hot off of uh, Jurassic Park, and uh, 
so yeah, that I mean this. I, I when I was looking at the cast when we when I was doing some research, I was thinking like, was this was this movie like was this cast that big? And I don't know if it was, but it definitely it, looking back on it pretty now, good. it's pretty good. So yeah, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman was really big at the time too. It's true, Lone Star. Um, <laughs> that's how I always yeah. think of. That's how I always think of Bill Pullman is from Spaceballs. I'll never. I'll never think of him uh, much differently than that. <laughs> okay, I you know I I never think of him in Spaceballs. Oddly, I used to I like I we had H you know when you were like in the eighties and you get HBO for like a weekend or whatever a week and you record you, you record, record fourteen and, movies yeah well, and I think we've talked about this before but like uh, Spaceballs was one of the movies I had um, so but let's uh, let me do let me give a brief uh, synopsis of this movie Adam and then uh, and then you can take over and give. The better synopsis. Um, Fair enough. Because <laughs> my synopsis is um, atta- aliens attack the Earth and or are invading the Earth. And, you know, the Americans have to save the world, which is, you know, <laughs> it's, and, uh, you know, we get Fitting. we get the president. We get a really smart guy. We get a, you know, a fighter pilot all working together to save the world because, you know, it. it takes i mean really it takes a guy from a cable company and um and a a jet pilot who wants to become an astronaut who is not actually that actually gets declined to go to nasa so you know you know that's that's who has to save the world so (laughs) they're not the heroes we need what's that line they're the heroes we deserve yes something like that and uh and of course the aliens pick you know the in like they pick the time to invade is on independence, you know, around independence day. And that is probably the worst time to invade uh, earth and especially America. So cause it's hot. Uh, because, you know, we're very, everyone's very, you know, passionate about America and they, you know, you're not going to mess with our, our independence day, you know, the maybe br- that was true 24 years ago. <laughs> But But man, let me tell you, nobody's passionate about Independence Day around California. Jeez, what a bunch of what a bunch of downers! I was like, come on, guys, like, just go um, barbecue with your family and stop overthinking it. But you know, the greatest part of this movie, I would say, is that we got to get an inside look at um, Area Fifty One, which you know every young boy's dream was to go and find out the secrets of Area Fifty One. And it turns out that they were holding the secrets of you know of what was going to actually happen. They, we should have already known that this was going to happen, right? We should have. We had the evidence. Um, and then long story short, we saved the day. And because um, I can't think of his name from National Lampoon, not last, I mean, but from Christmas Vacation. Cousin, Rand, Randy Quaid. Uh, cousin Eddie. Is it Cousin Eddie? Um, yeah, Cousin Eddie. He, you know, he saves a day because <laughs> a cable guy and... Um, and Will Smith, Will Smith are able to take down the defenses by using a using a uh, a computer to break the code from these aliens, which makes a lot of sense. Um, it was the beginning of the nerds are going to rule the world like bullshit that we've all had to endure the last twenty five years. <laughs> um, what did I miss in there, Adam? What what else did? I don't know. It was kind of a long rambling, you know, mess. I you you covered everything. You know, in short. Aliens attack the Earth, and it sucks, and people are just running and hiding most of the movie, and they're mounting like these really insignificant bullshit offenses back mm. that don't work. And so there's just a lot of running and hiding and getting killed 
And like, what's cool is the ships have these like awesome like death rays. So like these big circular saucers will like hover over the White House or over like uh, Empire State Building and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Then they release like these huge like solar ball of energy that beams down into the earth and like destroys it from the inside out, sort of like a nuke. But it all comes from this beam from these giant ships that are mm-hmm. like the size of cities, which are which was at the time really really cool special effects. As were some of the the battle sequences with like a. Uh, the little alien space fighter jets against like the American fighter jets. Those were really cool in the theater at the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's, they were, it was really good effects at the time. Um, turns out that they were all just models and, but I guess it's better. I mean, practical effects are, I, I in my opinion, are better than uh, um, CGI. So <laughs> they're certainly, they're certainly more impressive in my opinion. That's true. Um, but yeah, that, the, the, the the plot is the you if you don't know the plot of independence day you need to go watch the movie and unfortunately it's not available to stream anywhere um so you got to rent it and so yeah. yeah the plot is the plot is aliens are trying to kill earth and that's it I it's mean, an it's a, it's an age old tale it's like you know it's war of the worlds you know it's the same same plot yeah um war of the worlds but not with <laughs> tom cruise so so adam it's july 3rd 1996 um where were you when you were seeing this movie Oh, you know, this marked about a two year period when I lived with my dad and my stepmom in middle school Mm. and they weren't movie going people. They didn't ever want to go to the movies. My dad doesn't like going to movies. He always falls asleep and he like hates most everything. And my stepmom just, I don't know, has other interests. I won't criticize her, but it's just not her thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we didn't go see it in the theater. I did not. I saw it when it came out on video. Like I probably convince them to rent it on Hollywood video or something. So you're, you're in the theater story will be better. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so in, in the mid nineties, I would go play in a baseball tournament in Helena, Montana, and it always took place over July 4th weekend. It was like a five day baseball tournament. I played on a, on an all-star team for with on, my dad was the coach was probably why, which was definitely why I was on the team. But, uh, um, this year, quick, quick, quick aside on that. I was the best hitter on my kid for like three straight years. when I was like, like eight, nine, 10. And I never made the all-star team and the mm. fucking coach's kid did every time. Just, just not, nothing against you, but I needed to say that out loud. That's fair. I mean, I wasn't terrible. I mean, I was good. In, I mean, I was, oh, I was, you, you were good, but I'm telling you, I was the best hitter on my team every fucking year. And yeah, I never made it. I wasn't a good hitter. Um, so 1996, I was 12 years old and I was in Helena, Montana and I went and saw this in a packed theater in Helena, Montana. And it was, I saw it with a couple of my friends, um, a couple teammates and it was amazing. And then I proceeded to go see it three or four more times that summer because that's what, cause that's what, when you're 12 years old, it's what you do. Uh, it, I, we, I lived very close to Newport cinemas and my, my next door neighbor, um, was around the same age as me, Joe, uh, Joe Stipple. And, uh, his mom would literally just drive us to Newport cinema and we would just go see, we'd just go see a movie probably once a week. Um, and that summer, 1996, I wish uh, if I had, I'll get a list up of movies, but I probably went and saw, I saw so many movies that summer. And Joe Stipple, 
I know Joe Stipple. Yeah, he went to um, Mouspacan with us. He's a year younger than us, right? Yep. Uh huh. And uh, I believe he did. Uh, he helped. You know, when in drama, he was like he helped set up stages and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like he was in a play with me at one point. Mm, he was in Guys and Dolls with you. Um, okay. <laughs> but. But yeah, I mean, this movie, I saw it, yeah, so, I mean, I like all the movies in the 90s, in the late 90s when I was starting to be able to go see movies by myself, I would go see them, I would go see them over and over again, and that was, and it was easy back then because, I mean, first of all, the movie theater was so close to us, and without sounding super old, movies were very, very cheap, like, you could go see a movie for... Like movies that just came a, out for five dollars. A nickel. Yeah, a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> but you really, you could go see a movie uh, for for pretty cheap. Um, the, the Garland Theater at the time in Spokane, we've talked about it a few times mm-hmm. on the podcast. You could get tickets for one fifty. I remember going to see Liar Liar and Anaconda like back to back with my cousin. We both spent three bucks. It was mm. great. Yeah, and we wasted we wasted a dollar fifty a piece because they don't kick you out between the movies. We could have just bought the first one and just stayed. Oh, that's so true. I mean, you, yeah, that's uh, huh. but I mean, when they're only charging you a dollar fifty, you should probably just pay the ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're only really cheating, you know, society at that point. Like you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're yeah. just kind of being, you're just kind of being a prick. <laughs> uh, that's so true. Uh, so the two movies, the movies that come to mind for me are independent for that I saw a lot were Independence Day and my one of my favorite movies that we'll do someday is Twister. Twister was number one and number Independence Day number one movie in 1996 and the number two was uh, Twister. Um, so, wow. Uh, but then other movies that came out in that summer were Mission Impossible, um, The Rock. Um, oh, the Rock. Uh, we got to do The Rock. What are we doing? You know, <laughs> the, the funny story about The Rock, I've only ever seen it like once. Oh my God! The Rock is probably the best action movie in the '90s, not named The Matrix or Terminator 2. Mm. I, I'm telling you, the top three action movies in the '90s are like Matrix, Terminator 2, in some order, and then The Rock. I, I believe it was. Did I? I said Mission Impossible. Um, Ransom with Mel Gibson, and then uh, give me back my son. <laughs> and then uh, the Nutty Professor, Jerry McGuire. Oh, yeah. No, Nutty Professor was '94. It says right here in highest grossing films, 1996. Nutty Depress- wow. Nutty Professor. Uh, yeah, 96. Eddie Murphy and then Jerry Maguire. So, I never saw Jerry Maguire. I don't think I saw Jerry Maguire in the theater. But uh, And I would have swore to God that Nutty Professor was 94. It, it, it's not. So No, it's not. Shit. <laughs> I've been living a lie. Um. But yeah, I, I, you know, you know, it's weird. I definitely remember seeing the Nutty Professor in the theater that summer. Why didn't I go see? Uh, you know what? I was with my mom. It was later. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I mean, good, good, good summer of movies. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think I saw The Rock in the theater of all. The, I think it might have been rated R, which might have been kept me away from it. Um, was Independence Day PG thirteen? Yeah, absolutely. It might have been PG. Um, oh no, it's PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, and that was back when you could, you, they didn't even card. So I could have probably went and saw The Rock and got away with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, my impressions of it were, this was an amazing. It was a fun movie. It was also super long. It was a hundred. It's an hour and forty five minutes, um, which is In, no, 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 no. Independence Day yeah. is two hours. No, it's longer than that. It says an right, hour. And, it says sorry, not an hour. It's an one hundred and forty five minutes. 
Yeah, that's two yeah. hours and twenty five minutes. Yes. So the the, the length of I I'm a sucker for long movies. I enjoy movies when they're super long. Um, Gag. And uh, Gag. and so I always never want a film to end. And uh, and yeah, I just this movie was it was fun. It had it you know it was funny. It was action packed. It was. It had the sci-fi elements. It also had the act, like I think I already said action. Um, it had Vivica A. Fox, um, and and it, and it had uh, Jeff Goldblum. And who doesn't love Jeff Goldblum? Um, Jeff Goldblum is now like the spokesperson for Apartments.com, and uh, like as somebody who works in like the housing industry, seeing apartments.com and him like associated with it and on a Super Bowl ad a few years ago was like a big deal for our industry. I was like, holy shit, apartments.com has got its own Super Bowl ad. Because that's like, that's like our, our wheelhouse. You know what I mean? And, and now it's like a thing and people know what apartments.com is and who Jeff Goldblum is. And like apartments.com has completely like cornered the marketplace. Like they got Jeff Goldblum, they got a Super Bowl ad and now they've like bought all the other advertising mediums like apartments com is like it if you're gonna pay a third-party advertiser in the housing industry like they just they just dominated the market it's like such an aggressive entry strategy and they they just nailed it mm. thanks then. thanks heavily thanks heavily to jeff goldblum was my point <laughs> um so yeah um i mean so were you so you didn't see this until you rented it yeah but yeah i mean I, i'm sure i rented it like that october or something i feel like we had it like i feel like we watched it on thanksgiving like and I had seen it like for the second or third time already. Mm. So did you ever? Maybe have, had this movie ever been re-released? Like I feel like, I mean, I just feel like you probably missed. Like you've seen the movie, but you you didn't get to see it in the theater. Like I think that's a big that's a big selling yeah. point, right? I guess. I mean, I I wanted to. I just I don't know. I'm not judging you. Actually, I am. I know. I get it. I get it. I just I've never been one that's been overly. Like the movie still has to be good to me. I'm there's been like one or two movies my whole life that I only liked it because of the theater experience. Then when I saw it again, I like didn't like it. Like there's something about Mary. Mm. Like was I don't know why, but it was so funny in the theater. Everybody was laughing. Everything was fresh and original. I like watched it again the second. I was like, man, this sucks. Like I don't know. I, I feel so, like comedy comedies are that type of movie though that like you have to have. Like the the other people laughing, I mean it's infectious. It makes other people laugh. Like so, so, someone laughing makes someone else laugh. Like that's that's what comedy comedy movies are meant to be, to experience with either a couple other people or another person. Like they're they shouldn't let experiment me, by yourself, let, right? Let me slightly correct you. Average comedies need laugh tracks and gotcha. people around you laughing. Yeah. Like the the good ones don't. You can watch Dumb and Dumber by yourself at two a.m. You know on a twelve inch TV and laugh your ass off. Fair. Um, so, but, but Independence Day would have been good in theaters, but I, I didn't get to for whatever reason. And I honestly don't regret it. I don't care. I went and saw one of the Star Wars re-releases like the next year in the theater. I think it was Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> and I, I legitimately fell asleep. Like I just, I'm like, I've seen this so many, like six times. Why do I care? This isn't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if I was alive in 1980, it would have been different, but I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, well, so we already talked. We kind of already talked about Will Smith. Will Smith was, you know, obviously. Let's talk more about. Let, let's let's talk, talk more about Will Smith. But Will Smith. I was, talk, go ahead. Let, let, me, let me talk a bit. You've been you've been uh, taking over here. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, don't apologize. I'm just saying I got something to say about Will Smith. Okay. There, there's this um, real, very real arc for talent, in my opinion, and only the great ones break out of this arc, and that's that. Like the first movie you do 
is like your first big movie is like maybe like your second to third best movie you'll ever do. And then mm. the ne- the next couple you do maybe your first. Like but but the first 3 to 5 movies you do you're going to have probably the best 3 movies you ever do. And that's like 90 to 95% of talent. And mm. I'm not talking about actors. I'm talking about writers and filmmakers and and A-list stars. I mean obviously like B-list stars will I'm not even counting them. But if you're like the lead those first few are just awesome. And I like I I forgot that Bad Boys was before mm. Independence Day. I love Bad Boys. I think the original Bad Boys is awesome. Like it's a two quadrant movie, meaning it, it's not trying to appeal to women, which is very different than a four quadrant movie like Independence Day or Wild Wild West or Men in Black, where it's trying to appeal to young and old males and females. Mm. That's what that stands for. Okay. But but Bad Boys is a really, really well written, awesome movie. And mm-hmm. um Really fun, really original at the time. Like Will Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence are like great together, and they were both like up and coming. Like they weren't tired at all. You know, they were both coming from being like TV stars, but in completely different ways. Mm. Um, and I guess my point was just going to be that it's not just Will Smith, but like the his, Will Smith's best movies were those first few in my like Men in Black, Independence Day, um, and the one I just said, Bad, Bad Boys. Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Name name another one that belongs in that category with him. I mean, you don't like Ali, so we can't. We'll just take Ali out. I mean, he I was don't. nominated for Academy Award for that, so that. I mean, you could technically count that. Um, yeah, I mean, like what other? I mean, I'm looking through his uh, filmography, and you're right. Like there isn't there isn't much here because it it all becomes kind of the same. The same yeah. movies, like like he tried to do, he tried to have a resurgence in like the mid two thousands with I Am Legend, like a an action movie resurgence with like I Am Legend, Hancock, um, and those movies were, eh. and Meh. I mean he's Meh. and he's done his movies where he's doing trying to be a serious actor with like the Pursuit yeah. of Happiness, uh, seven his Oscar his Oscar bait shit, yeah, and, and maybe that's why, yeah. maybe that's why because the actors want to do more they don't want to just have fun summer block they don't want to just have fun roles that you know sell tickets they they like they've got this insecure a lot of actors and I'm, I'm not just picking on will smith a lot of actors and actresses have this insecurity that is insatiable mm. and you'll never fill it and if with with opportunity and power like will smith has he will try anything to satisfy that and I, like all, almost all performers are like this. They have this this need to be better and uh, to fill something inside them, and they want to be the best and they want to challenge themselves. So I don't I don't want to talk shit about him and all this Oscar bait stuff, but it's not nearly as good as when he was just a fun young action star. You yeah. know what I mean, I know I agree. It's just not as it's just not as good. And that and that's not specific to Will Smith, as I said. That there's a lot of creatives that that's the exact arc they have. No, that's uh, I mean that's completely fair. I mean, Will Smith was coming from he's coming from Fresh Prince, he's coming from being a rapper, and then he's now just like in like he did Bad Boys, he did Independence Day, he's now made the two top grossing movies two years in a row, and um, and then yeah, so like and then the next movie he comes out with is Men in Black, which is great, which is great. It's was, it was a really good movie and. And he and he has a and he has and a, a, a song and has a song that goes with it. That's you know, <laughs> I mean, I loved like, it in the '90s. Every movie had its own rap song. <laughs> yeah, every, every and then uh, and then he did Enemy of the State, which I think is his. Good. I think it's one of my favorite Will Smith movies, just because it's it it's an action thriller and it 
was just it was a lot it was very like um uh, I guess very ahead of its time because it was about surveillance. Like it was about, like, yeah. this is all pre nine 11 too. So like yeah. the Patriot, no, right. the, Patri- the Patriot act didn't exist yet. And, um, and, but like it really delved into that and it had Gene Hackman in it who hasn't even acted in a movie. Since, ha- uh, yeah. The Hackman. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think political, like con- conspiracy political cons- conspiracy movies i don't think they're very rewatchable mm. like because you know the conspiracy right but i agree that enemy of the state is really good and you're right that it is totally ahead of its time and a quick aside on the patriot act any bill or something like that with such a corny name as the patriot act that should have been everyone's first clue <laughs> this, this is bullshit you know what i mean uh, yeah um yeah, like but, they're fucking spying on us, dude, <laughs> <laughs> and it's legal now. How patriotic! Um, yeah, and then he made Wild Wild West, and that was a complete flop. And I think that kind of changed his um, direction a little bit for the early two thousands when he did, you know, Ollie, and then then he went back to Men in Black, Boys, Bad Boys Two, and then he made. I mean, I Robot was. Yeah. It was all right, but then it just yeah. kind of all you know. It's all just kind of been the same like cycle for the last like, like Will Smith is always going to exist, but he's always going to be chasing that Academy Award that I think he wants so bad. And you well, know, they all do. They want to prove they're the best. You and, know, it's like their Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and you know, he just. And, but he just. I don't, did you even see the last the the movie he made no. in t- 2019 called Gemini Man? Um, God no. Yeah, that looked awful. And then, no, but Aladdin he, you know, looks Aladdin looks so terrible. By the way, oh, everyone got, that's seen it tells me it sucks. Yes, it's it's awful. I've seen Aladdin multiple times. Um, and it. What do you think of the What do you think of the Disney live action remakes? Now, I'm told that Beauty and the Beast was good, but I haven't seen it. But we watched Lady and the Tramp because m- my wife and I love mm. spaniels, and it was terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. What do I think of the? I think it's a cash grab for. You know, people. Yeah. To, well, well, Avi, uh, yeah. obviously, like that's what they're doing. Like they're all. Did you watch Lion? Did you watch Lion King? Yeah, of course. I have two four-year-olds. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you don't really have the choice. <laughs> so like, when I want to. I mean, you want to watch stuff too. Like, like they're re-releasing all these movies that came out in the early '90s that came out when I was a kid, and I want to like see them live action because that's what when you're a kid you're like, oh, I, I always I always wanted to see what Lion King would be like in real life, and it's just Lion King with. It's just the same movie. It's 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 kind of uh, the best one they that's been done, and the reason why these movies kind of kept on getting made was because of the Jungle Book, and the Jungle Book was a complete like kind of it's the same story and but it has but it's a lot it's it was done really well and then they just I have, keep on doing I it. have to I have to eat some crow on John Favreau. I have never been a big fan of his, but during quarantine I decided to like watch The Mandalorian and I thought it was so good. Mm, and I was yeah. like I was like, man, he I, I like loved the story. I thought he was so clever in, in the character and the episode design and it was so well done. So I'm like I'm turning I'm turning the page on my past bias against John Favreau. <laughs> and I would consider watching Jungle Book now. I, I yeah go watch Jungle Book it's a it's a good it's a good Disney reimagining uh, especially for live action and then we'll just complete this arc of you know Will Smith it's 2020 and he has made the top grossing movie of 2020 for with Bad Boys for Life so uh, we'll just we'll we'll leave it there 
Really? That's the top grossing movie this year? Think of the think of the movies. Think of the movies that have been able to go into theater this year. Oh right. <laughs> a few months. Um, boys for life. Um I remember joking, I remember writing in our college newspaper and I predicted because Fast and the Furious 2 was coming out and it was Too Fast, Too Furious, which was like the dumbest fucking title ever. <laughs> and I remember saying something like, I can't wait until 2009 to see the fourth installment of this film, Too Fast for You. And I spelled four like that. And like, I, I thought that was like a really stupid thing. Like I was thinking no movie would actually do that. And now like every movie does shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. Um, All these bad franchises that just keep going and going and going because people just keep watching them. So let's get back to Independence Day, the movie. Um, so we've talked yeah. about Will Smith, best characters. Obviously, Will Smith's character is probably the most memorable. Um, I I totally forgot that Bill Pullman was even in this movie um, when I... President. Def- <laughs> What's you that? The, you punched the president? Um, <laughs> but yeah, then, but then I, but then looking at the, you know, the, the people in the movie, like it's just, it's a good, I mean, it's a, a good list of characters, like with Jeff Goldblum, Judd Hirsch, Randy Quaid, um, even James, James Rebhorn, underrated um, character, character actor. I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Um, he's a tall skinny guy with, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the, he's a, he's like the military guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's one of those guys that's like in everything. Um, he is. Yeah. And then Brent, Brent Spiner, who, for those who don't know, he was uh, he was the doctor in Area Fifty One. Brett Spiner is also Data from uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. So um, I didn't know that. I could have been <laughs> fine. Could have been fine not knowing that. Um, I don't really even know who Data is. Well, you know, is that the guy with the sunglasses thing? Yes, he's a he's an android. Um, oh, he is. Okay. And then obviously a young um, Vivica A. Fox. Um, so yeah good good cast um overall good movie good experience but not in my opinion not overly rewatchable mostly because it's too long that's fair um but yeah do you have like besides will smith and you know who who is your favorite character who's the best i mean the best character in this movie is probably jeff goldblum i mean he's the most don't you think he's a nerd I just I hate the nerds are gonna save the world stories. I, I know I'm a dick for saying that. I just I don't know. I just I just thought there was always something really cheap about computers solving problems in movies, especially in the '90s when people didn't know shit about computers. Mm. And like people would just walk up with a laptop, they would plug a like a cord into their laptop into some random jack somewhere and be, and start typing on it. They don't show you what they're typing on. I'm accessing the mainframe. They would say, I'm disabling the security. I would say I've just hacked in and, you know, changed all the turret guns. So that they mm. turn on the bad guy. Like it was just so, it was just bad writing. It was just like really contrived, convenient, like computers will solve all your problems. If you have this hacker guy on your team and it, it became, kind of a tired trope to me that yeah. computers will come solve problems and in this movie a computer solves the biggest problem which is aliens are going to blow up your fucking world so i just i don't know there's something I, I guess i'd say unmanly about it and i know that's sexist but i you know growing up in the 80s i i wanted them to fight the bad guy i liked it when will smith punched the alien in the face a lot more than i when they gave the main mothership of virus you know what i mean it's just it's not very suspenseful to me right i mean i guess but we, were, we were in that era of like the internet was new the viruses were like on your computers was new like that was 
that's a fairly a fairly new was a new idea at the time. The, the idea of the virus affecting the mothership, I'm not saying was a bad idea. That was kind of cool. I just don't like it as a solution to solve the final problem. Well, you know I, what I mean, yeah, I also don't like the idea that you have to train that t- two people who you got to put two people in space who have never been in space. It's very unrealistic. It's not based in reality. <laughs> well, no, you're right. This movie's not based on reality. <laughs> um, um, when you were talking about James uh, Rebhorn uh, being in the movie and his good character, his the character you liked, he p- kind of played the bad guy. And I don't know if he was actually in the military or if he was like a, a president's aide. Um, I was thinking of, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Robert Legia. Who is oh, Lo- Logia. Logia, Logia, um, who plays the old man in it, who is really famous for being in Big, um, he's in Lost Highway and Scarface, um, and he's yeah, in uh, he's in a Sopranos. lot of Sopranos. Mm-hmm. He's in Sopranos, and he was in this movie called Necessary Roughness, which I Ooh, love as a yeah. as a football coach. Robert Logia is a great character actor. I I prefer him to James Rebhorn, and I don't think it's that close. Yeah, and um, and I and I really loved uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad. Uh, Judd Hirsch, Taxi, because I I used to watch Nick at Night, and I watched all of Taxi, and I that's how I know Judd Hirsch. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's how I know Judd Hirsch too. Um, um, my favorite character was probably Randy Quaid, uh, just because he was a drunk like crop duster. Mm. You know, he's a, he's a drunk ass crop duster who had been gang probed when he was younger, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like nobody nobody believed him. The aliens came down and probed him and filmed <laughs> it and put it up, put it on the <laughs> internet. And, and but he was right. They did probe him, and he was right. And uh, there are aliens, and that 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 he's like a drunk crop duster that gets to like go fight a fighter jet at the end because they're all short of pilots. That story kind of works for me in like a in like a dumb eighties way. Well, because he was like a the, he he was also like a an ex. Did you say he's ex military as well? Like he was served in like Vietnam, and like he was also like yeah, and he was a single dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Kinda, he was probably my favorite character. Funny story. So I back in the 90s, I was really into comic books. And I would buy comic books probably weekly or, you know, and I would... But I there was a, a short little series for Independence Day. And it was, a, it was like a prequel. And it kind of goes into the story of, like, that character, Randy Quaid's character, and, like, how he got you know um abducted and and gang like gang probed yeah exactly and so but uh i i read so the qu- i read the prequel comic book that's, <laughs> i don't really remember much else of it though <laughs> so i've never been a big comic book guy not for any particular reason just never fell into it i was listening to joe rogan recently and he was talking about how how much better comic books are now like on his iPad because mm. you can go like frame by frame. Yeah. So you can't, you don't see the rest of the comic. So your eye isn't distracted. You're just completely focused in on each little slide. Mm. And I just, I thought that sounded so cool. And I was thinking, man, I should, I should pick up a comic book and, and try it like that. Yeah. Like that sounds a lot cooler to me than reading on the page because nothing against the comic books, like hard copies, but like you open, you open the page and there's like six slides or whatever on each page and your eyes are, and dis- attention is so distracted by everything going on and, and not your slide. And I, I mm. just feel like, I just feel like it's a, a different experience than what I'd prefer. And 
Yeah. So I thought I'd share that to people like me who are thinking about maybe picking up a comic book, trying something new during all this quarantine time. Try it out. I think it sounds really cool. The, the, yeah, it does. Um, if you, I, I would love to. I need to probably. There's. I have a friend who like says like you should read this comic book, and I'm like yeah, I, I should. I'm, but I, I never will. But maybe that's a good idea. Um, yeah. So um, okay, go ahead. I want to. I want to talk about something a little more fun here, and that's UFOs mm. and. Brennan's known know me long enough to know that I believe in UFOs. <laughs> I believe I believe in aliens. There's a part of me that thinks I am part alien because I have this really weird, rare fucking blood type called RH negative blood, which is the oldest and rarest blood in the world. And uh, if you look up people that have RH negative blood, it's like a who's who of famous celebrities and dictators and war generals, and it's it's like it's everybody that you can think of, and. Anyway, the RH, what RH negative means is that it lacks the rhesus gene, which is the rhesus monkey gene. So uh, people without RH negative, we actually have no trace of monkey blood. So that's why I like to refer to Brennan sometimes as a dirty monkey blood. <laughs> if, you've ever, if you've ever heard me say that, that's what that means. But really, I'm interested in UFOs, always have been. My, my mom, my sister, and I, we believe in them. And recently, the Pentagon released video surveillance evidence of UFOs. And... Nobody seems to fucking care. And I, I believe firmly that whatever pressures were forcing the Pentagon to release this, they damn sure made sure they did it during COVID, you know, crisis and ra racism crisis. You know what I mean? They, they buried this shit. And still I bring it up and people don't want to talk about it. And it's just blowing my mind. It's blowing my mind that the, our, the Pentagon has said, hey, look at these UFOs. We don't know what they are. We don't know how the fuck they did it. Anyway, back to what you're doing. And nobody thinks that's nobody thinks that's interesting. Nobody thinks that's fucking crazy. Nobody wants to talk about it. And it's like part of me wanted to do this podcast because I was going to trap you in a conversation where you had to confront UFOs with me. I, I, I'm familiar with these videos. And I think you're right when you say that they're UFOs because that's what UFO means. It's unidentified flying object. And I just think... There's, I watched the videos. There's just not much there. Like, what do you think is going to be there? Do you think he's going to be a little green man waving at you? No, I feel it's, like I, I want to see a, I want to see a, an actual big ship, not but, some like little I'm, like blip. Okay, well, well, first things first. We have to address the idea that it's just unidentified. That's true, but it's it's also a technology that we don't know exists. It's, it's a level of, of speed and velocity and movement that currently does not exist in our, like, stratosphere. Mm. Like, there's no one on Earth that, that has this particular technology that can move against the wind the way that it does. It, it's almost like they're anti-gravity devices. And, mm. and that, that's blowing a lot of people's minds because then you get into the whole, what's gravity? And, that, and that's actually really controversial. A lot of people can't agree on exactly what gravity is, but these things seem completely unaffected by it. Hmm. So what does that mean? Does that mean they're interdimensional? Does it mean that they've solved gravity? Does it mean that they created gravity and can manipulate it? It, it leads down a lot of different paths. Furthermore, I think given the, the size and vastness of the galaxy, it is very reasonable to think that if you are an alien civilization and you're monitoring earth you wouldn't send big motherships out there and if you did you certainly wouldn't like show everybody obviously that would freak everybody out they figure that out at some point 
they're sending these little like like surveillance drones or whatever. Mm. Like there's probably not an alien inside those things, but that's not the important part. The important part is the way that it's flying cannot be done right now on Earth. That's what's important. Mm. That's interesting. Um I'm trapping you. Keep going. I, I mean, you I, to, I, you, I, you I have to address. You have to address this. I, Give me I, your consciousness. I really enjoyed Harry Connick Jr. in this movie. Come on. <laughs> um, I don't really know what to say about it, Adam. I don't have a. I don't have a strong opinion. I do believe in extra. Tr- I mean, I do believe in alien life. I do believe that there's a possibility that they have visited, you know, our Earth. Um, um, do, do the videos? Are they? Do they persuade me to think like that? I didn't really consider what you said when you when I didn't really consider the thoughts that you had. So I, I think that's an interesting take on it. I haven't spent much time reading up on, you know, the one thing I don't like playing into are conspiracy theory, theories. So that's that's something I don't ever really get into. Um, I, I don't like cons- before you, before you move off conspir- anti conspiracy theorist stuff. There, there's no way that aliens are are real, and there's no conspiracy like. That right. that's that's, fair. that's an impossibility. So if you believe in aliens, then you believe there's probably been a conspiracy. And when you when you factor in, this was a really poignant statement that Dr. Stephen Greer made, and he's he studies aliens and all this shit. And you can look him up if you're interested. But uh, long story short, he made it very simple. He said if if even one percent of the sightings and claims about UFOs are true, it would completely change the national paradigm. And think about what that means. Think about what that means. Think about who has a lot to lose if aliens are real and we have to accept that. Who has a lot to lose? And 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 th- keep in mind, this has been allegedly going on since at least the 1950s. The number one thought that comes to my mind is, is you know, big church, like Catholic church. Mm. You you bring aliens in, then it's Everything they've been preaching is bullshit. You know, they, don't get me wrong. There would still be believers, and they would they would come out with a new like Queen James edition to be politically correct or whatever <laughs> of the of the Bible, and people would still believe. But it would it would pretty much blow up a narrative that has been being fed to us for however many years. Mm. The other and the other really strong piece of evidence that I want to give you that gives credence to conspiracy theories is that. If aliens are real and they've crash landed on Earth and we've got some technology of theirs and th- think of the energy and the systems that we have found out about. Like think of uh, – th- there. it's evident that these things are not using gas, okay? So – and why, why would a government want to suppress any new technology that would make gas obsolete? Well, you can figure that out, I would hope. Like it's – it's it's blatantly it's it's a very simple it's a very simple statement if you accept the idea that there are aliens that the government would want to keep them out of the limelight for as long as they can for financial purposes if nothing else that's fair yeah and and if i i certainly think that especially today in 2020 there are more and more americans that are looking at the government saying you know you guys are kind of full of shit <laughs> and i and about all kinds of things, right? About the whole wide array. Like you listen to a politician talk, you know he's full of shit most of the time. You hear people contradict each other. They're full out, throwing out false stats all the time. Like what makes people think that we should trust them about anything? Like it's, it's clear that they've got some sort of agenda to keep our minds 
flowing a certain way that jives with what they want. And if you don't accept that, I don't think you're being honest with yourself. And so if you accept that, why the hell wouldn't you question these things with new evidence of UFOs flying around? I just, I, I'm really frustrated, honestly, with people right now about this. It's like, it's like they don't want, it's like their brains won't let them go there either because they're too basic or because they're afraid. Hmm. And I can't, I can't figure out which, but if you're thinking about this stuff, if you're just putting the dominoes in line saying, wow, I don't trust government, that's true. And most people don't right now. Is that fair to say? That's fair Especially to say. In the United, yeah. yeah, in the United States, we don't, we don't trust our government. So we can't believe what they say. Why, why, why would we trust anything then? Like, th that's what you need to ask yourself. If you can't believe anything they say, then you have to start questioning more and more. Hmm. And UFOs are at the top of that list for me. And with the most evidence, with the most character witnesses, credible people, they're not all like your crazy Uncle Jack that lives in Montana and like has Velcro gloves for the sheep. They're not all like that guy. Like, they're like accounts of military generals, uh, you know, fighter pilots, naval officers, people that worked in NASA, like that swear up and down that they've had experiences. To just paint a broad stroke over all those people as crazy nut job liars that don't know what you're talking about. I feel like you you are reaching a new level of denial that you probably don't want to reach. And I would just I would just say to those denialists, just just think about it a little bit. Because I think if you start weighing the evidence either side, you should at least come to the opinion that you can't trust the government. That's and that, that's my little that's my soapbox. That's fair. Um, I, um, you know, maybe I'll spend some more time reading about this, Adam. I think, uh, you know, but if you're listening still, um, you know, what are you saying? We lost <laughs> my little UFO rant. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I, I appreciate your, I appreciate that. I, I, I don't know what to say. I, uh, think it's, um, you know, when you said, when you, this came up, uh, you text me like. I think probably about two months ago saying like, we got to do independence day. And I was just like, well, it's not, it's like in the middle of May. It's not, we're not really close to July 4th yet. So, and I was just like, and then, it, then it hit me. I'm like, Oh, it's because these videos have been coming out about the, the UFOs. <laughs> um, these are substantial videos. This is, this is all, the U S government acknowledging that there is tech aircraft technology that they don't know what the hell it is. The, yeah so i mean yeah so i don't it, it it doesn't really tie into i mean it ties into the fact independence day and i mean this is maybe you know this is the way we're going to get attacked is like we get these these little things and these humongous no. colossal spaceships oh. are going to come attack us right Oh, oh, that's a good that you're, that's a good segue. So, what does this mean in regards to like this movie and the whole like uh, attacking <laughs> philosophy? I think that I think that it's pretty clear that if again, if you believe aliens and you believe in their level of technology, then you probably believe they could have nu like destroyed us by now. Right? Yeah. Like that they they could have done whatever they wanted to us. Like it'd be like ants telling a human not to fuck with them. Like it's mm. pointless. The human's going to do whatever he wants, and that's we're the ants in this scenario, people. If you're if you're not able to keep up. <laughs> And so I personally, I don't have any reason to fear them. Okay. They've had all this time to, to be hostile. And so I don't think that they're hostile at all. Mm. I do think that we could fuck ourselves. Like we start nuking each other and, and getting to a point where the earth is getting more and more toxic and we're not doing anything about it. Like I think that even the most simplest of life forms would recognize that the earth is very precious. 
it's got life it's got water it's got all this you know flora and fauna mm-hmm. that is that is not a common commodity you no. know we we've looked at how many planets and how many could support this we have theories that a few far off may be able to but earth can for sure mm. and the aliens got to know this the aliens got to know wow that planet look that planet works and so if we fuck up the planet, the aliens may at some point say, we don't need the stupid apes. You know what I mean? Mm. And I, I, I think that's a real existential threat. And I'm not, I'm not Mr. Green Hippie. Brennan will tell you, I'm not like that. <laughs> but I also think that if you, if you live in a place, you want to keep a place nice because I'm a property manager. And so <laughs> that side of me says, take care of where you fucking live. You know, rake your, and in my business, it's like, pick up your trash, rake your yard, you know, put your garbage bins out back in your garage after the garbage truck comes like do these do these simple steps to keep the place looking nice and i think that if we all applied that to how we feel about the earth it could work Mm. you know clean up your own fucking litter you know don't throw shit in the ocean try not to use plastic if you can and and manufacture and there needs to be more incentive for manufacturers to get rid of plastic you know it's toxic to the earth and again i'm not mr green hippie these are just like basic fundamentals to me like take care of where you live that's yeah that's very that's all very uh, fair too did, did, did we ever determine why the aliens were attacking us in uh independence day were they trying they i don't know that they gave motive did they not give a motive they were just trying to they're just kind of trying to come to live here live here uh yeah i, I don't remember a motive um hmm. but but i would say that if real aliens ever came after us on this earth it's because they wanted they wanted the earth to survive us it's like we're we're harming the earth and they can't allow that you know the earth is mm-hmm. more important than us we live 80 years and we die the earth has lived how how many fucking million years mm-hmm. so it's an easy math problem for them okay the earth's more important yeah um well um I don't really I have. Uh, off the deep end. I don't know what else I have to say about this movie. Your little, you know, tangent made me think about all the the alien movies that have come out in the past, and made me think like, oh, what what are some of my favorite alien movies that have come out like recently or in the last like fifteen years? And uh, and they the ones that come to mind are all ones that are when the aliens don't pose much of a threat to us at all and they're more it's more about you know learning about ourselves or you know learning about social issues and like like what um well the one that comes to mind is um alien alien (laughs) uh alien resurrection (laughs) uh it's um it's the one with uh it's it came out recently with um gosh I'm killing myself here. Uh, it's and the a, podcast. The Arrival. Um, this is The Arrival? Not The Arrival. No, that was Charlie Sheen. The Arrival. I love The Arrival. That's 90s. Uh, that movie um, sucks. And you that know movie it. sucks. That movie really does suck. Um, I was thinking of District um, District no, 11. That was one of the ones I was thinking of. It, I've, been, I've been looking at an image for it for the, like, the last... like. It's, it's got that. It's got that guy from. Oh my gosh, uh, this is ridiculous. The, from the it's ben called the arri- It's called Arrival. It is called Arrival. It is okay, but not the Arrival. Not the Arrival. It's Arrival, and it's Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker, Jeremy Renner, and uh, um, and yeah, and it's and it's directed by Dennis Villeneuve. I don't know how to say his last name. Villeneuve. It's a. Uh, I'm always terrible with uh, uh, uh. Spanish last names. Um, I don't even know what's Spanish, but uh, 
it's Nueve. Nueve, but he's you know he's a really good. He did Blade Runner. He's doing the. He's doing Dune. Um, but yeah, that was a really good. You know, un, about it was a really good movie about like a, a more realistic, maybe not realistic, but a more like different way to look at an alien invasion rather than thinking of it like people are that aliens are going to come attack us. Um, and uh, then, close encounter, close encounters. Uh, I think it's called Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind with Mila Jovovich is pretty fucking creepy, um, and it's it's supposedly based on a true story. And there's this one really poignant moment in the story where um, the alien, she, this woman has like insomnia and the aliens are like coming to her in the night. And a lot of, and a lot of people that have had encounters talk about this. Mm. Um, they come in the night and you have time loss and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, in the movie, she starts praying to God or something at one point and the alien entity who's sort of a, a dark, a dark being tells her that like aliens are her God. Mm. And I, I always thought that was a really, interesting statement and mm. it, it certainly made me think a little bit yeah mars attacks i enjoy that movie a lot um you did not who doesn't like who don't like mars attacks no you like mars attacks no it's so corny it's um, just corny anyways uh what's the the one where uh not cloverfield well i guess cloverfield is not really an alien invasion we are, i guess it is an alien invasion um ten- Ten Cloverfield Lane is the fucking bomb with John Goodman. Mm, that yeah. movie's awesome. The original Cloverfield's okay. The third one sucks. Um, yeah. Um, Independence Day. You. You. There's a film. Home. There's a film. Hold up today. I think it. It does for nostalgia reasons. Uh, it's. That's a no. It's. It's fine. Like the whole point of this. It's the whole point of this is to not. The whole point of this is not be nostalgic about it. Just hold up. No. I uh, I had a conversation with um some of the millennials I work with the other day, and I told my coworker who's I, she's in her she's in her early twenties, and she might listen to this show. I'm not trying to make fun of her, um, but uh, I told her that um Will Smith used to be a rapper, and she's like Will Smith used to be a rapper, and um. And that was interesting to me that people think of Will Smith as an actor and not as ever being a rapper. And, uh, and I think that's really, I couldn't tell you like more than like one or two rap songs he ever did with DJ Jazzy Jeff. Like summertime. Yeah, that's one. And there's like, parents just don't understand. Yeah. That's the other. (laughs) You saw my, you saw my blinker biatch, you know, that one. No, I didn't know that Um, one. Did he have more than one album released? Yeah, of course. He has the greatest okay. hits. Okay. And then, well, of course, you uh, know, Will Smith later came out with, you know, Getting Jiggy With It, which is what I woke up oh, to. Oh, I, I totally forgot about later Will Smith. Yeah. I had I had Getting Jiggy With It. I, <laughs> in like 98 or something, I did one of those like bullshit deals where it's like what, 12 CDs for a penny. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, and I like fucked myself because you have to buy X amount at full price. <laughs> B- BMG. Uh, and then you you wrote there's a film home of the day like n- no sequels. Do you not know that there's a sequel to this movie? Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day Resurgence, uh, yeah. actually directed by the 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 director. I mean, it has uh, Jeff Goldblum in it. Bill Pullman's in it. Um, when did this come out? Judd Hirsch is in it. This is came out in uh, uh, in 2016. Um, uh, William Fickner's in it. Uh, 
I like him. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's a. I mean, it. And apparently, there's a. There, uh, the this. They're gonna complete the trilogy, and it. That movie's slated to come out in 2021. Uh, <laughs> I never saw. I never saw this movie. Um, and I, yeah, they. I I don't know anything about it. Um, so I, two de- I here. Let me read the synopsis. Yeah. Two decades after the first Independence Day evasion, Earth is faced with a new extrasolar threat. But will mankind's new space defenses be enough? Will they? Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Otherwise, the world ends and you got nowhere to go. Um, Liam Liam Hemsworth's in it. Yeah, he's in it, and that's. I mean, and then you know, that's about it. Um, I mean, and then all the people that came back from the, you know, the old, uh, the old and movie. A- Angela Baby's in it. <laughs> um, I wish I knew more about this movie. I had not, I have not seen it. And, uh, and I don't, well, I don't think, well, I don't think, I don't think many people did see it. So, well, we're, the next game we like to play before we close the show is guess the Rotten Tomato score. And since they, we have a sequel, we'll play a double bonus edition because I accidentally already saw it. So... We'll ask you what Independence Day and what Independence Day Two is on the Rotten Tomato score. We have to start like keeping track of this. Remember, we used to make like a game out of it, and the loser had to do something embarrassing. They had to like, like they had to read a line yeah. from the movie, and yeah, yeah. So that's what we'll do. Um, I can't remember. I'll go back and review how close I got last week, but we'll see if you can get closer this week. Okay. And uh, whoever gets closest gets to pick the quote that the other person has to do next week. Okay. All right, so um, first off, we're going to do Independence Day 2, since you know so little about it. Um, it'll be more of a blind guess. So, Brennan, Independence Day 2, Resurgence, huge blockbuster hit that no one ever knew about. What do you think the Rotten Tomato score is? I'm going to say, like, 19. 19. Okay. Um, you guessed too quick, and I wasn't there yet. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> actually... It's actually 30%. Wow. 30%. Let me just read a couple quick quick ones. Moreover, the movie keeps announcing over and over exactly how much time is left before the world gets destroyed. In practical terms, that simply reminds the audience that this two-hour exercise feels like a pretty long set, despite its frenetic pacing. The first Independence Day had the gratifying slap of good pop cinema, harmless and weightless. The follow-up is twice as big and half as fun. It's a non-movie, an insult to the blockbuster genre, and should stand only as a perfect example of Hollywood's more glaring deficiencies as an industry. (laughs) Disposable and shockingly inept. I'll stop there. So 30%. (laughs) 30%. Okay. All right. All right. Um, So now let's go to the one you've seen. So a little more fair here. Um, Why do I always spell this wrong? Independence Day. All right. um, uh, Independence Day. All right, I'm there. Brennan, what do you think the Rotten Tomato score is for this summer blockbuster starring A-list punk Will Smith? Okay, well, I'm going to give I'll give my reasoning. Um, I think this movie was well received by critics, but I also think it was probably panned by the higher echelon of critics. Like this is probably one of those movies where like uh Siskel and Ebert probably gave it like they probably gave it low scores because they never they don't like action movies, but then like Places like Variety, you're like Rolling Stone, gave it like a, gave it like really flying reviews, and uh, but so like so like the the good reviews outweighed the bad reviews, but the bad reviews still kind of took it down a little bit. So I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a 69. 
Because I like that number. Oh, you're definitely going to win. This was 66%. So that's really close. Really good job. Mm. I, I, I clicked on top critics. Roger Ebert says, the aliens, when we finally see them, are a serious disappointment. Couldn't they think of anything more interesting than octopus men? <laughs> it's a little harsh. I, I don't think, I mean, there's problems with the movie. I wouldn't pinpoint it on how the aliens looked. I thought they were okay at, at worst. <laughs> kind of cool at best. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie was, it's, it, this movie, I feel like movies in the mid-90s, like starting with like Bad Boys, I think The Rock's a part of it. Um, Twister's definitely a part of it. Um, and then Independence Day really kicked it off with like these high budget action movies that weren't really big on like, you know, weren't really big on the extra things, you know, that make movies good. They just were very, they're just popcorn movies. It's just like, um, um, like Con Air, you know, like, you know, there's not, there's, it's a story. It's fun. It's, you go see it. There's love, not, there's not, love, there's, there's nothing really deep there, you know, like, I so, love Con Air. I, th- I think Con Air is twice as good as this movie. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, and like independent, not independence day, but like, um, uh, not deep impact, but Armageddon, like Armageddon is like, it's a sure. terrible movie, but like it was, a you know, it's a, an amazing like blockbuster Hollywood movie. Um, so like I mean you're it's not gonna go win any awards like any important awards or what people consider important awards but it's gonna make make a shit ton of money and so like it kind of this movie kind of started that trend of like these big action you know tons of actors in it uh you know tons of money and just you know that's and then uh, that ended I don't know like if it's ever really ended but it's ended in like in somewhat of a like studios aren't excited to make these movies that much anymore um oh sure they are they just have comic book characters in them that's instead. true you're right sorry it's comic the book same movies. Fucking, it's the same fucking movie you're right you're just... right that's true you're very that's very true comic book movies have taken over as a new action movie where because they are action movies but they're just yeah you're right um three-hour action movies yeah stories about characters that nobody can fucking relate to but seem to love for whatever reason hey but at least they're all interconnected like a comic book you know it's a it's a universe adam okay yeah they keep telling me that i i guess i, I, <laughs> I don't know i i watched like 10 minutes of aquaman and there was like because i got a new no, tv a four- aquaman like that's a you're talking about the dc universe I'm talking about the Marvel I'm universe. About, I'm talking about comic book movies. Yeah, all but right. DC and Marvel are two different things. All right, fine. Well, let me rail on Aquaman a bit. <laughs> no, we don't need like, to rail on Aquaman. I've never seen well, it. Well, I, I wanted to see what it looked like on my new TV, and it looked really cool. But, I mean, there's people, like, riding around on seahorses with tridents and, like, <laughs> hitting each other <laughs> in the face. And, like, Dolph Lundgren is, like, an underwater prince or something. He has all these, like... <laughs> Overly dramatic close-ups of his face with his hair like floating in the sea. It's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't get over. It. That's funny. Um, anyway, so that Brendan gave his final thought. I want to give my final thought, and I mostly already said it, but that's that y'all need to be thinking about aliens. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like seriously, guys. Like, fucking aliens are real. Stop denying it. Embrace it. They don't want to harm us. Let's keep the Earth, you know, decent. And I think they'll be cool to us. Well, if, um, I mean, if aliens do attack the Earth, though, like I'm, I'm, no, we're I'm calling, I'm calling Jeff Goldblum, and I'm getting Will Smith. That's if, if they are available, we may stand a chance. Like, I think Jeff and Goldblum a- would be actually very helpful in an alien invasion. 
Yeah, the aliens have, have mastered intergalactic travel, but they haven't figured out how to protect their computer systems. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, if you like our show today, we would love it if you would leave us one of those awesome five-star reviews on iTunes. We collect those like uh, strangers with candy, and we would love it if you would give us some. You can also interact with us on Twitter and Facebook. You can email the show at super90sbrothers at gmail.com. That's all spelled out, and we would love to get your feedback or uh, get a show topic idea. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, anything you want to add to that, Brennan? No, I want to thank everyone for uh, listening and uh Thank you for everyone who listened to NBA Jam. That was a, a very successful show. And uh, yeah. yeah, and I thank you guys for listening today and hope you had a good Independence Day and that, you know, we're, you know, keep your keep your eyes to the sky, as they say, and, you know, watch out for those those aliens. You know, you might not know what they look like. You might just be looking at them and it's just they look differently, but they're they are there. So, All right. If you if you guys are interested in learning more about Area Fifty One and aliens, God. check check out the Joe Rogan podcast with Bob Lazar. Oh, Bob, Lazar Bob Lazar claims to have worked at Area Fifty One, and if you believe this shit, that podcast will blow your mind. I want to so go listen my, to that now. I'm going to go right now my, listen to Joe. That's Rogan. my plug. That's my plug for Joe Rogan. We love you guys for Brennan J. Pointer. Uh, for <laughs> Brennan Pointer, I am a, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another alien probing episode of super 90s brothers independence day style you guys stay safe and happy 4th of july peace guys and uh yeah we'll see you we'll see you soon